Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. pal hey we're live pal welcome everyone to another episode of the ace live chat here on mmafighting.com i am of course your host jose youngs after a quick break a week-long break of no a side mostly because i was in attendance in jacksonville and the ufc rudely scheduled media day during the a side live chat so couldn't do it then i believe the week before that we just started a week uh, an hour early because of bellator media day because they really scheduled it during the a-side slot so we're back to our normally scheduled program of the a-side live chat on wednesdays 1 p.m eastern 10 a.m pacific live on youtube and now we are live on twitter and we're live on facebook so for all of our new viewers that are tuning in on twitter and facebook welcome this of course will also be up on all podcast networks after we are done live but joining us this week he's been on before I had, last time he was on, it was me, him, and Andreas, and we talked about hip-hop for about 45 minutes with a little bit of MMA sprinkled in there and a little bit of boxing as well. So joining us once again after his, his long way to return, Ant Walker. How's dad life over in California? Dad life is fantastic. Uh, the second one will be here in about five weeks, so it's, it's super dad life around here now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm just fully, fully in parent mode as we speak. And you can there see how mature go. I am with the background. So No, man, you're building for your son's future into comic books. As you can see, if I ever have a future spawn behind me, he's never going to need reading material for the rest of his life with all these books behind me. But I had to get you on again because once you get that second kid in, I doubt we'll ever see you again. And rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on the ones and twos, Casey, how's life in Englewood? Is how's life fully vaccinated? Not only are you fully vaccinated, you also got the two-week window. So you are fully, fully vaccinated. I am good to go. And um, this um, Ant Walker guy, I told him, dude, I'm vaxxed. I'm good to go. We can we can train in my dojo just 15 feet right over there. But he's all he's out too busy creating human beings that he can't come over here and take a beating <laughs> from these hands, these elbows. <laughs> Interesting oh, enough, was. I found time to work out on my own. So this, am, am I, is this just a schedule conflict or am I actually ducking you, Casey? I don't know. Oh, here's the thing. That's a, that's a lifelong duck. You're like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm scared of Casey. Hey, hey baby, I'm, let's make another human so I can say. I'm, I'm oh. unavailable for the next 18 years. <laughs> yeah. so. Here's what I'm hearing, Casey. It sounds like you have to go to Ant. You got to bring the fight to Ant and go to his place, his domain, and break brick there. Then you, you'll, you'll up, then, you can, then you can beat him. Then you can beat him up in front of his kids on his home turf. Is it, is it, I feel like that's like a next comic book movie. Jose, man, yeah. this is dark. I mean, what are you doing, man? Yeah, man. <laughs> He's like, I, beat up I, in front I, of his unborn child. 
What sport do we follow? What sport do we cover? <laughs> what did we just watch on Saturday? A grown man getting knocked dead in front of his home fan. I saw a man get his yeah, legs. I, mean, I saw. I, I paid seventy bucks to see a man get his leg split in half. So I don't know specifically. Hey, you know, you did that my time, leg, right? yeah. my leg got split in half just like that too. So I, I, I was having some really, really crazy flashbacks watching that one. That's right. That's right. What a horrifying, horrifying time. Anyway. Those of you that have never tuned into the show, if you're on Twitter or Facebook and you want to ask questions, Casey is manning the questions in the comments. We have a lot of questions on the site. You can go to MMAfighting.com. Find the post. This is the A-Side Live Chat. You can drop a comment in there. No promise we'll get to it while we're live, or you can respond to one of us on Twitter, and maybe we'll see it. Or if you're watching this and you have any of our phone numbers, shoot us a text message, and we'll answer it live on the air. Our, friend, our buddy Matt Wells has done that a few times. So, uh, yeah. First question, Casey. What do we got from the peeps in the, in the comments and or the site? Well, first thing I'm doing is setting my phone to silent. So <laughs> that's how you do it. All right, here we go. Um, doo, doo, doo. What a crew today from Jessica Crystal Crew. Yes, we are big into crystals here. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to speak for Ant, but we've had a lot of long and illustrious history with the crystals here on the A Side Live Chat, specifically Tiger's Eye. It's like I'm I'm very familiar with the lore of the crystal uh, yeah. on, on this program. I, I can't say I'm uh, a crystal guy, <laughs> but I have my own little quirks about me. So, you know, I, I'm I'm a weirdo in my own way. Jessica, right. did you get Shorty his crystals yet? Because the next time he's on, you know he's going to bring it up. He brings it up every time. Yeah, get with it. Anyway, All right. get with it. Here's the big one. Nah, no, I don't know. There's a lot of big ones, but we'll go, for, we'll go up this one right now. King Kamaru Dean from MMG2K20. MMG 2K20 on the site. Let's talk Kamaru GSP welterweight GOAT. GSP got his first title shot after two fights into his UFC career as a TKO and a submission loss in the UFC. Has a lot of close decisions with people suggesting he lost versus Hendricks. John, that's Johnny Hendricks. Kamaru had nine fights for his first title shot. He has never lost in the UFC, and he is either finishing guys or absolutely dominating them for the entire fight. I'm not suggesting Kamaru's ahead. But our title defenses slash longevity the only thing that matter here. Would love your guys' opinions. And as I did miss the first half of GSP's career. So, of course, this individual is asking uh, where we would rank, probably rank Kamaru Dean in the annals of welterweight greats. I have him slotted two, maybe three. Like two would be the, the max. And then if you want to argue who's better between. I think in my mind, GSP is still number one. Not saying Kamaru can't get there. Right now in the year of 2021 on April 28th. I think George St. Pierre is still the greatest. And if you want to argue between Kamaru, Tyron, Woodley, and Matt Hughes being two, I don't have a problem with any of those. Kamaru is well on his way, but Ant, I'll let you take the, the first answer. What do you make of this individual's question comparing Kamaru and George St. Pierre's run as well as weight champions? It, it's certainly a fair question to ask. Um, I, I'm with you on Kamaru being a number two. Uh, and GSP firmly at number one. I think really we're just talking about the length of reign and not necessarily just the title defenses, but how long he, he's been at the top. Like Kamaro won the belt, what, two years ago? Um, he's done a lot in that time. But also, too, I think it's important to note that he has he's done a good job of cleaning out the division without holding the belt that long. So so that's certainly a, a plus in his favor. But I, I, I still got to give it to GSP, man. You know, that number of title defenses that long, that many years on top and having so many people gunning for you. And, and I think Kamaru's going to run into this eventually if he if he decides to to keep active. 
Um, if, if you remain the champion for a long time, everyone coming up is looking at you as the guy they need to take out. So we think about like Chris Weidman dethroning Anderson Silva and how yep. his his initial goal, he said when he first stepped into an MMA gym, was beating Anderson Silva because that's who was at on, on, on the top at the time. So his whole career was building to that moment. We're going to have people that are building toward beating Kamaru Usman. And that's a very difficult thing um, to to overcome time after time, and especially as you're getting older. Um, I, I think he he might eventually overtake GSP, but it's it's not right now. Like we're we're getting premature. It's a lot of recency bias there, and I understand yeah. why. I mean, um, Kamaro lately has been a lot more exciting than GSP was uh, during his the the latter half of his career. So it makes sense to me why people are, are pointing this way now. Like, how many broken jaws was GSP dishing out toward the end? You know, not many. Sure. Like, we got the the Koscheck broken orbital, orbital, and that's about it. Mostly it's been just, just wrestle domination uh, aside from that. And Kamaro is, like, dislodging people's consciousness. So, yeah, I, I get it, but GSP still number one. Casey, you've been there since the beginning of George St. Pierre's career covering the sport. I watched pretty much all of it. Like I covered the second half of it, but you've been around for a long time. What do you make of this comparison? I know we talked about it a while ago when Danny Austin, a fellow Canadian of George St. Pierre, and obviously Danny is Canadian, so there is no talk against George St. Pierre when he when he is present. But what do you make of this comparison? If you put a lot of weight into the actual UFC championship, and which I believe it's it's really it's really a to get a champion, I think, go back to the question. The, the most important part of this question is GSP got a title fight after like two or three fights in his career. Kamaru mm-hmm. had to do nine. That's a big difference. Um, I th- and I think this is what holds um, Habib back, too, because people go, well, Habib only you know, defended the title so many times. Well, it's because he had to fight so many times to get to that title. If you don't, if you don't, if you count those, then I mean, it's easy to call him the GOAT. But, um, I'm 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 kind of I'm at the point I'm I'm I won't say Kamaru has surpassed GSP yet, but I'm at one A and one B right now because of yeah. the domination and of Kamaru, the fact that he hasn't. Re- I mean, he's been hit hard a couple of times, but he really hasn't been put in danger like he's going to lose a fight ever. And much like um, much like Habib, I think Habib's freaking amazing. Is Habib never had an off night? And outside of Kamaru's second fight of his career, which at a very local regional level, he has never had an off night. Past that night, he has just been domination. And I think that is the big difference maker for me. And that's why Kamaru kind of gets that jump up and to be the 1B level. But um, the, the big thing holding Kamaru back is the fact that the man still gets booed. <laughs> yeah. he gets booed he he i mean he can be the a side on a pay-per-view but he's not the guy that's really gonna be selling tickets and i don't know what i and i don't have an answer for that i just don't have an answer for that and that that's gonna be a big thing because like how can you be the goat but no one care about it either in a sense it's like yeah. and um I, I mean yeah i get kamar can headline any pay-per-view but he can't headline by himself you know a blockbuster pay-per-view. He needs that other, he needs that, that hit, that, that opponent. And maybe that's the issue too. Maybe, maybe, uh, the, tri- uh, not trilogy, but maybe the rematch of Colby might make that happen. But, um, yeah. Um, but, do, but do you think it's, it's fair to like penalize him because like people are too stupid to appreciate the greatness in front of them? 
Well, I ain't penalizing him. I'm pe- you're you're the one penalizing him. What would I do? <laughs> I, th- I, th- I, th- I, th- I think Kamaru's I think Kamaru is just as good as GSP right there. I think I think I think why people hold him back as far as like saying he's better is because he just doesn't th- th- just he doesn't have the fanfare. He doesn't have that. But let me let me say that this way: when you we we've all worked media events. When Brock Lesnar walks into a room, everyone's like, "Oh shoot, there's Brock." When John Jones walks into rooms, oh, there's there's John Jones. You know, when Kamara's like, "Oh, hey, cool, Kamara's here. We should get an interview with him. We get a chance." That, that that that's what I mean. Like he does, he just doesn't have that. I don't know, but that 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 thing yet, and that's not his fault. And I, I'm and I, I I'm bummed out even admitting that because I think Kamara was so f- effing good. Here, so here, good. So, we were talking a little bit about this in the media room, and I think the big thing that that hurt Kamara is two of his. His first big fight with Mazdal was in front of nobody, and he couldn't do the media days. He couldn't have that photo of a thousand f- reporters mm-hmm. around him taking photos. And then he and he, the Colby fight was obviously a big deal, but Casey, you were there. Colby Cunnington held court the yeah. entire time, and Kamara Usman did not play into it. Like when we were in, interviewing him and stuff, he did not play into the gimmick. Like I am defending, quote unquote, the culture against this man wearing a MAGA hat. He did not play into that. I don't doesn't bother me whatsoever whether he did or not but uh colby was the one driving clicks and then he fights jorge in front of no one and then he fights gilbert burns in front of no one and then he gets to fight jorge masvidal in the first big crowd back and jorge masvidal is obviously holding court it's in florida where no one in their right mind is going to boo jorge masvidal and cheer kamar usman in florida he's missing what george st pierre had and he got like how many fights in a row did george have in Canada, like five or six, where yeah. he is Jesus Christ incarnate, like he can walk on water. If Kamaru fights in Africa and he's still the champion and that you get that image, because how many times have we said you need that image of like Connor in Dublin, Darren Till in Liverpool, George St. Pierre in, in Canada? You need that image of just the crowd and the beer and everything going insane. Like Steve Miodrich in Cleveland, you yeah. need that. Um, and especially if the first event is in, uh, is in the first... African event happens, Kamar's the champ, and he speaks in, I don't know the exact dialect. I don't want to call it Nigerian if that's not what it is, so apologies. I don't know the exact <laughs> phrasing of the dialect. And you get that image of him speaking to his crowd, and that place going nuts. Oh, man, I think he's going to be a rock star. And, like, why would you ever have him fight anywhere other than Africa after that? Um, also, this individual said George has had a lot of close fights. He's only had two split decisions <laughs> in the UFC. One was against BJ Penn who at the time, BJ, was the man. And then the Johnny Hendricks fight, which I get the argument. Also, that like I personally, both of his losses in, in the UFC, he avenged. He avenged the Matt Hughes, Hughes fight twice, and he avenged the Matt Sarah fight. I put a lot of st- stake or stock into avenging losses, and I think close fights aren't a bad thing. Are we all going to disagree that that Carlos Condit fight is one of the greatest mm-hmm. fights ever? That is one of the greatest fights I've ever seen. He got head kicked into oblivion and survived, and George St. Pierre came back and won. I put a lot of stock into surviving near-death experiences and coming back and pulling out a rabbit out of your hat. That's just my phrasing. Domination is great. I would like to see how you react to uh, turmoil anyway. I, th- I think Kamaro's response would be, what? I ain't gonna not get his it. fault. Yeah, not, not, not my fault. fault. Ain't no one it's trying to. Fault. No, but yeah, I, I, I completely understand. And dude, I'm not. I'm not exactly like a couple people in the comments. Oh, you're stupid, stupid. GSP is real. I mean, yeah, I get GSP super good. He's super good. But I'm just, I'm comparing. I'm not. T- take away title fights. Just, just fight. Just UFC fights against top level competition. 
Kamara's just been more dominant. I think, and that's, I think, that's I, th- I, I also think, I think, I think George has fought in better opponents late as of now in their careers. But man, what were you going to say? Um, well, I, I was saying I, I kind of um, I'd wanted to push back a little bit here because I think Camaro has like that that sort of mystique walking into a room and maybe yeah. our experience, you know, our experiences are just different. But like being there at uh, 235 when he won the belt, it felt different. Like he he had an aura around him, which granted, I still pick Woodley to win that fight uh, ahead of time. But then looking back, I was like, wow, I should have seen this coming. This the 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 presence that he had. Um, I, I think it's there. It's just a matter of whether or not it gets marketed properly. He is. I, I think. I, yeah, he's 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 charismatic. I think. Like talking to him, he's you know he's he's a well dressed guy. He's he he can he can uh, articulate himself very well, communicate his points very easily, and he's just he's just got a swagger about him. That's a marketable dude. It's just a matter of how uh, lazy is the UFC's marketing machine. And that's a, a question that we've asked many, many times. I, I even think like um, ahead of 244 or 245 when he, when he knocked out for 245. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he at least when I interviewed him um, at the uh, Dominus Media Day, he was leaning very well into the the whole, you know, me versus MAGA thing. It, it was it was something that he was very aware of. And maybe he didn't play into that um, during the actual fight week. I wasn't there for that mm. one. Uh, but when I spoke with him, it was it was something that was definitely on his mind and something that he he I know he carried into the cage with him. Um, it, so it's just I, my experiences with him are different. But I but I do think that this man is a star if he's put in the right positions. He just and, got, and then I do. He just got booed. Having <laughs> whole arena well, it, just booed him. Yeah, it was. Important. And, 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 and I'm, I'm bummed out by that. I'm bummed out. But yeah. you are right, though. The Colby situation, I forgot he did. He gave a, a great uh, he gave a great comment in his post-fight presser about how, no, no, I'm American. My my family came here. I'm, I'm living the American dream, not Colby. And I thought it was great. But um, yeah, yeah he, he just didn't play into it during fight week. Because like, remember right, when we interviewed right. at that Dominance Media Day, Casey, before mm-hmm. the whole thing happened? He like. We like we were like interviewing him, and he like pulled out his phone and was like going through DMs that he was getting about fans asking to like destroy Colby and get this MAGA guy out of here. And then fight week, I followed up. I was like, "How have the DMs?" He's like, "Oh, you know, it is what it is." I'm like, "God, yeah." <laughs> where did like give me the Kamara we had like two weeks ago, where you pulled your phone out? Like, don't just give me a a corporate answer. Anyway, uh, it's not his fault though. Um, I don't blame him. Right. Trying to because that's just that opens just a more headache during fight week that you just don't need. So for you two gentlemen, what two more dominant victories, and then now you're really like, yeah, um, wait, beat Leon Edwards, beat Wonder Boy, and now we're going okay. I mean, beat if if if, 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 he, if he beats Colby, Boy, yeah, sorry, yeah, beat Colby again, yeah. beat Leon again, maybe Wonder Boy, and yeah, I could say Kamara's to go. Okay, he's I right think there. he's right, right around. Like, that. Hey, by the end of 2021, you know, you know, we might sure, yeah. I just think George beating like what. Koscheck, Shields, Condit, Diaz, Dan Hardy, Tiago Alves, like those are, and those are all title defenses. Those mm-hmm. aren't just fights. Like BJ Penn twice, John Fitch, those are defenses. Like what did, what did Demetrius Johnson say when they, people kept calling, telling him to go up to to uh, bantamweight? He's like, how many champ champs have there been right now? And at the time it was two. He's like, you got DC and you got um, Conor McGregor. How many fighters can say they have the most title defenses in UFC history? One. 
And that's what he was chasing for. So I agree with Demetrius Johnson. I would love to see Kamaro just rattle off title defenses, but whatever gets him paid. I will, yeah, I will say this though before we move on, and this is what this this is why I can give GSP the the goat status at welterweight um, because I think uh, Anthony mentioned this earlier. Fighters when GSP was champ, like kids, teenagers were going to MMA gyms and they were training to fight GSP one day. Mm-hmm. And for Kamaru, that's not there yet. Like people aren't training to like, oh, I, I I'm eventually gonna fight Kamaru Usman. Like a lot of women uh, said, you no, know, when they saw Ronda fight, like they when they went to the gym, like I'm training to fight that lady one day, and that's a lot of pressure, you know, for GSP. And so, but so Kamaru hasn't had that weight of the MMA world on his shoulders yet, like GSP had. But um, we'll see if he can um, handle it. It's tough, you know, it's tough. Thank you for the question, MMG2K20. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity— But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Uh, In typical fashion, we spend 30 minutes on the first question. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We, yeah, we, we no, did that's that literally how it always goes. Yeah, when it will, it will fly here, through. We, <laughs> and when Michael Case was on, we spent 45 minutes on Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> this should be an easy answer. Here we go. <laughs> Nick Diaz, who does he fight if he comes back? And you want this one? Um, I, I I hope it's not Jemayev. That's just like really really bad idea for, um, for multiple reasons. Give us the Robbie Lawler rematch. Mm. Give it to me. Casey? It just makes too much sense. Uh, I like Lawler. I like Condit. I like either, I like either of those. Um, I, or I saw Dan Hardy throw his name out there. Um, that that's a third distant option. And um, but. The UFC is gonna—they're gonna push Shmaev. 
Because for the UFC, why not? for the why not what? Why not Masvidal? Masvidal, like Nick Diaz called out Masvidal. Oh, Masvidal too. Yeah, his younger brother. Yeah, but I think the UFC will do try to try to do Shmaev. I agree because it's been it's beneficial to the promotion. And Nick Diaz facing, say, uh, Carlos Condit or Robbie, it's it's not a it's not necessarily a win win for the promotion. Like they don't get a a sure shot title contender from that fight. Maybe they do. Sure, but um, I I feel it's gonna be Shmaev. I don't want it to be Shmaev. Um, uh, yeah, I like the Lawler ones. One I like the most Lawler Condit, Mazadal, Hardy, distant fourth. Either either of those four. Any of, well, wait, but, that, but, but that was a big yeah. if. Yeah, I think that I, th- I think the if, if should be enlarged in all caps. When he arrows um, pointing to when we if. were in, when we were in the back, uh, and we were and Dana brought it up, and then the schmo brought up, uh, could Hamzat Shemaev be uh, an opponent? And Dana was like, "Yeah, it could be." Like me and Oscar, Oscar Willis, our friend, literally just simultaneously looked at each other. We were like, "What the hell is happening?" That's all I'm going to think about for the rest of the day. Oh, Oscar, what a, if what you a see Oscar, ask, him about his intera- ask Oscar about his interaction with Nick Diaz at the Fighter Hotel. It's quite comical. <laughs> I have some good Nick Diaz stories, too. All right. Okay, let's talk about the star of the week. Pay-per-view on the same night. Mayweather, Jake Paul, UFC. Who gets the most <laughs> buys? Well, the UFC pay-per-view is the week after, correct? I think it's the 13th or 12th or whatever, and the UFC and the Mayweather Paul fight is the sixth or the other way around. Or I'm just incorrect completely, and they're both on the same night. I do believe the Mayweather Jake Paul fight is the same day as the Logan Paul Mayweather Lopez Logan Paul fight. Mayweather Logan. What did I say, Paul. Jake Paul? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Mayweather Logan Paul is on the same day as Lope, the Lopez boxing match. I'm ashamed. I, I'm embarrassed. I know that too, but uh, yeah. here we are. Counter programming. <laughs> anyway. If Mayweather, Jake Paul, and the UFC all fight on the same night, is it Mayweather versus Logan Paul? Mayweather, Logan. Okay, this this wouldn't happen. It depends Just, on what on who's headlining what. Yeah, it, yeah, it depends on who's on the UFC card. Because like my first answer is that Mayweather Paul is going to be the winner uh, as far as buys are concerned, because it's, I mean. There's so many suckers out there in the world, and there's a 99% chance that if you are a sucker in this world, you are also a combat sports fan. It's the mm-hmm. biggest group of marks the world over. Um, we, we, we uh, just the collective of fight fans will be lining up to throw money at this foolishness. So that's exactly what will win. See, at least wrestling fans, they acknowledge that they're marks. MMA fans... They have, they're in denial. <laughs> yeah, but still, still believe like everything yeah. is all on the up and up. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> Do, when, on this, it, it just depends on who's fighting what. Like, well, if Mayweather is fighting Logan Paul, and like if Jake Paul is fighting Daniel Cormier, like that would be you, an interesting question. You said it. It hurt. It hurt for you to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, because like I don't, I don't put, st- I don't, put my, I don't put. I don't have any headspace to things that will never happen. Like that will never happen. Like the Connor Mayweather thing, I'm like that could happen. That could I could foresee when that whole Tom Foley was happening, I could see it, I could see that actually playing out. Jake Paul versus Daniel Cormier will never ever ever happen. So I just, I'm like why are we talking? I, I don't have time to talk about this. Jake Paul Nate Diaz maybe. So I'll th- talk about that, but yeah. who knows. Well, Daniel Cormier would never counter program the UFC either. He never would. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, no. Company, man. He, he would 100%. never dream of it. 100%. Yeah. But, like, if UFC pay-per-view, like, unfortunately, like, if Figueredo Moreno is, like, the kind of program, like... <laughs> oh, Mayweather and Paul wins that all day long. Yeah. <laughs> like, all day. It's not even, it's not even close. I don't even... Unfortunately. To me, unless it's, like, I mean, Connor versus John Jones or something. <laughs> like, I think Mayweather, Mayweather versus any celebrity, and Jake Paul versus any rant. I think I still think it loses to what about Paul versus Lesnar. <laughs> Maybe okay. Now we're getting, but now now we're getting closer. That could happen. But 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 Brock Jake Lesnar is not under WWE contract. Jake Jake Paul versus Ben Askren did better than UFC 261. One of the best pay per views we've ever seen. What was the numbers for 261? Yeah, right now we, I have no we, idea. We we know it did better. I <laughs> dude, I heard from a few people on ground at 261 and this is probably just UFC propaganda but I heard it from a few people that those numbers were not anywhere near what they actually were what they actually announced okay well traffic numbers how yes, about that how about, how about just numbers. traffic how about just web yeah. traffic web traffic fair play yeah because we'll okay yeah. we'll, we'll never 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 know the true numbers for any of these pay-per-views this is right. all just what you know people in the inside and sources give us but just pure web traffic Paul Askren blew 261. And 261 was one of the best cards ever coming into the card and on paper and what it showed and how it showed up. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah, backstage, we're having a big conversation of if it was the greatest card in UFC history. Um, no, I would say I that. Still put U- I still put U- USC 189's main card as the best main card I've ever seen. But top to bottom, like USC 189 prelims were not good. Outside of the Matt Brown fight, Matt Brown Tim Means fight, but 261 from the first fight to the end fight, there was no bad fight. Yeah, there. Yeah. And, and 261 had like it encompassed every sort of emotion you could ever want in mixed martial arts. Like yeah. so it, it was enough, it was enough like like crazy finishes. Then there was enough like just weird things that happened. It was, we got a gross out moment with the Wyman's yep. leg. We got the weird drop foot. It's just it was just all the all the crazy things you can imagine happened on that card. And and on top of that, big names involved with with uh, just about all the fights in the main card. So. Um, yeah, that if you said that was the greatest uh, event of all time, I wouldn't be mad at you. I wouldn't necessarily agree, but I'm not going to argue. The people seem to forget UFC 256 that just happened in December. That was the Figueroa Moreno card. That card ruled <laughs> from top to bottom. Like Chase Hooper with the heel hook in the first fight and ends with Figueroa Moreno <laughs> at the end, like that, and like Cyril gone. Like that's a card Kevin Holland like slapped up Jacare from the, off his back. Cub Swanson and a uh, Fazeev just like tore through their opponents on the prelim cards on ESPN two, no less. It was a wild night. People forget. I think the anyway. only thing that was missing from two sixty one was an actual um, back and forth war at the top yeah. of the card. I mean, there was some, there was some, there was a good fight tonight toward the very beginning of the night, but toward the top of the card, everything was kind of one sided. Unfortunate. I mean, if, fortunate for the winners. But um, for the fans, you know, you kind of there's a night you want you don't want to blow out every single fight. But that that's only thing, that's the only thing that holds it back. But it's a great freaking card. But the, but I think the answer to the question is um, Mayweather and Paul beats UFC. <laughs> How much does it cost? If it's twenty bucks, one hundred percent. Anyway, should yeah. Reyes be the underdog? Scott McCrae on the site. Reyes versus Prohaska should be this bananas. Weekend. But but are the but are the bookmakers getting this one wrong? Reyes is plus one ten, 
As of this morning, just a year ago, many fans of media thought Reyes beat the GOAT, John Jones, and would reign over the division after Jones vacated. True. Can you talk about a win-loss? What does a win-loss do for both Reyes and perhaps? Thanks. Uh, and I'm not a betting man. Are you a betting man? Absolutely not. I once bet 10 bucks on uh, Lesnar Carwin, and I was very, very Ooh. upset, and I still want my $10 back. Um, so I, that was the last time I ever bet on, on a fight. I don't, I, I, I don't think the odds makers are necessarily wrong on this one. It makes sense. I mean, last time we saw Reyes, um, I mean, we saw Reyes very recently get just steamrolled by, uh, by Jan Blagovich. So it makes sense to question what he has right now against someone like, like Yuri, who is just buzzsawing uh, through, through people. So I'm not mad at it. Um, I haven't done a deep dive on like the, the, oh, of course my son is crying cause he doesn't like my pick. Um, I go. haven't done that. That's, that's everyone online too. Everyone, yeah, all the comments are all crying. Yeah. Same thing. Like, I know they like hate it. me. They hate yeah, me. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I'm used to being hated. Um, I haven't done a deep dive on like the X's and O's of this matchup. But I'm not upset with what the odds makers are thinking right now because there's a, a, a certain sound logic to it, and I like sound logic. Just the type of guy I am. Casey, what do you make of these odds? I know you're a big Prohaska fan. I'm a big Prohaska fan. Not a big fan of Prohaska's new haircut, if anyone's seen it. Well, actually, it's... I love his It's haircut. very interesting. It's very... In I, let, me, let me rephrase. It's unique, and it's definitely going to set him apart from every single person in the UFC. Uh, Casey, what do you make of the odds specifically? Um, no, I like those odds. Um, I'm pretty... Okay, I, I kind of I disagree with the question just a bit. Yeah, we most of the media, including, I know, me and Jose, both thought Reyes beat John Jones. But mm -hmm. I don't think after that, I don't think we went, oh, Dominic Reyes is now the new John Jones. I, th I think we just thought, you know, Dominic Reyes is, you know, the best light heavyweight that day. I don't. I mean, I don't know. That was me for right. me. Um, yep. But uh, like, it wasn't like, oh, we're in, this is the Dominic Reyes era. I don't think we were saying that. <laughs> but um, no, I. Um, but we might be in the Yuri Prohaska era pretty soon. Maybe. <laughs> I'm very high in Prohaska. Um, yeah, I just I love the way he fights. Now, is Prohaska kind of a, another Johnny Walker where he's just super exciting, big flashy knockouts, but. He can get got pretty easy. Not easy, but, you know, you can get him. Um, we don't know yet. Um, I love Peraska, and, um, no, I think these odds are fine. And, um, yeah, and I think Peraska will win. I think Peraska is going to beat Reyes, and I think we're going to see uh, Peraska versus Glover Teixeira sometime soon. That was a double prediction. You see that? See that? Yeah, I was going to say double pick. Um there's this fight is interesting for a few reasons because Dominic Reyes' last two fights, TKO to Jan, current champ. Uh in, weird decision loss to John Jones, but it doesn't matter what we think. He won he lost that night. He's on a two fight losing streak against former champ, who many people consider the greatest of all time, and Jan Blahovich, the current champ. Before that, knocked out a middleweight who has been knocked out a few times in Chris Weidman and fought Vulcan Ozdemir to a split decision. Um Weird yeah. fight. Other than that, like decision over OSP, TKO'd Jared Kennier, a middleweight. You look at Jared Prohaska, just decapitated Vulcan Ozdemir. Before that, beat uh, CB Dalloway, middleweight. Before that, beat Fabio Maldonado, who gets punched a lot.
in his career. Before that, King Mo. King Mo is good, but probably on the middleweight. The yeah, he was on the back end. Also, way near the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. For that, Brandon Halsey, who I also believe was a middleweight. So, uh, interesting couple of fights. I think this will be very telling for both men because I do say Jerry Prohaska decapitated Vulcan Ozmir, but his hands were at his side almost the entire fight, and you can't do that against Dominic Reyes or you will get your head decapitated. But, uh, and you want to put a official prediction on this card, on this fight? Um, I'll go, I'll go Reyes, um, only because he's slightly more proven. Yes. And that's yeah, that's because you're we you're we've seen him, you know, piece up a guy who invoking Ozmer, whose chin is probably on, on the wrong side of town now. And other than that, he was he was buzzing through some people at rising. But Dominic Reyes, even in the loss to John Jones, showed a lot more than a lot of other 205ers have shown. So I'll go with Reyes. When you say loss, can you give, can you give me the air quotes? Just yeah, I'll give you the air quotes because I, I was lost, I was yeah. with you. I thought <laughs> Reyes should have won that decision, too. So. Do you think Santos beat John Jones? No, absolutely not. I, I don't I didn't even understand the argument for that. Um the thing we were we were at that one, right? We're, yeah, yeah, that was two thirty nine. I need, yeah, um that's I, a fight I, I didn't see the argument on that one. Actually, that's a fight I need to rewatch because when the fight was over, I actually had Santos winning. But that might have been of my uh what was when you kind of just when, when I, I expected John Jones to dominate it. So with, with the fact that it was a close fight, the close rounds, I might have just gave to Santos and my, you know, yeah. kind of subconsciously. So, um, but um, yeah, that, that, and at the time that when it happened, I did think Santos won, but I could have been just emotional. You know, I don't think John, yeah, John Jones in a 50 45, but I did have John Jones winning. Yeah. Upon replay, I can't remember what I thought that night. Anyway, yeah, and that, that was Scott. like. Jones's weird little era with like with the Anthony Smith fight was right well, before that. See, where he, Anthony where he Smith like, was on the, yeah, Anthony Smith was on this show specifically, and he said, People are putting a lot of stock into a close fight with me, a close fight with Santos, and a close fight with Dominic Reyes. Those are three really good fighters that a lot of people <laughs> have good fights with. Um, yeah. so yeah, I agree with you, Ant. He was in that weird stage where he was having these close fights, but Anthony but, Smith swayed me where he's like, Those are really good fighters. John Jones just fought really good fighters. Yeah, but also, too, I think Jones wasn't even trying his his hardest in those, like mm. especially the uh the Santos fight. It, it was like weird. Yeah. He he would he would say, Okay, I, I'm only going to kick an elbow this way. He would just do yeah. strange stuff where there was a clear path to victory that he just decided to completely not overhook. trying hard and fighting stupid is not an excuse. That's on yeah. you. I mean, I know you you're did. saying, but like you gotta also, try hard. <laughs> also, yeah, you, I mean, you Dominic, should try if you're yeah. holding a belt. Like, also against Dominic Reyes, uh, his wrestling coach wasn't with him. Is he? Is he wrestling? Is he Martinez? Wasn't in his corner. I'm sure. I'm sure he thought the Dominic. I, this is just me speculating. I'm sure he thought the Reyes fight would not be a lot of wrestling, and Reyes clearly put in the work. So when he was piecing, like, remember, you, we've all seen that image of John Jones like turning his back and kind of get running out of the way from Reyes, mm -hmm. and Reyes just kept on him so when jones shot for the takedown Reyes was right there and stuffed it immediately and kept the fight standing so uh i feel like if they ran that back john jones would have a much different approach to that fight anyway, and won't happen though yeah john thank jones you for the question scott 
Yeah, John Jones fight anymore? Does he have a manager yet? What's going on with that? <laughs> oh, that's right. Forgot forgot about that. I know that was wild. I want to. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. But yeah, that's gonna, that's some, that's a juicy story. Yeah, I need uh, a question about that. <laughs> uh, here we go. Oh, let's talk about this guy. Colby Covington's possible transition of being a superstar <laughs> from Tristan Gordette, 1982, on the site. You think the fans here in America will get behind Colby Covington if he becomes the welterweight champ, just like how Connor is with fight fans in his country of Ireland? Does he bolster himself as a superstar of the company being the heel with his trash talking, his charisma combined with being a very good fighter? He's positioned where everyone does want to see him fight the possibility of him driving a pay-per-view by. So interesting points you make. Most importantly, he did add Colby Covington is a very good fighter. Colby Covington is an elite welterweight, regardless of how you feel about him personally. He could be the best welterweight in the world. Him and Kamaru might fight 10 times, and it's 50-50. I think those are the two best welterweights right now. I know Leon Edwards is there. I just have a few questions uh, before I can slot him into that same group. As we said before, Colby Covington's stick drives clicks, and people tune in whether they want to see him win or lose. Regardless, and when he, I'll answer this right now. Well, you American fans get behind Colby Covington, and you weren't in attendance at two forty-five. You said right when he fought. Yeah, I wasn't there. Casey, you and My I were son there. I just selfishly be born two weeks later. <sighs> Jerk, selfish coward. Anyway, uh, Casey, do you remember the chants that were very present during the main event between Colby Covington and Kamaru Usman? <sighs> I thought they were battling chants. Wonder, wonder. No, they were very much USA chants, and that's why it was because we. Asked oh, I remember now. Because Mario, like, no, yeah, they were chanting for me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, they were chanting for me. I'm like, I don't think so, my guy. Uh, I love, I love, I love what Kamara said. Though, I was like, I'm the American here. Yeah. Oh but. no, 100. percent He gave a perfect answer. Yeah. Like that was the big takeaway from that press conference. Tito Ortiz was also about ten rows behind me. And was very loud in his support of Colby Covington, obviously. But uh, Colby Covington is Colby Covington a, a draw? Is he a superstar? And I'll let you take this one. Um, he's he's a superstar in the sense that he can be the heel, like the the question uh, pointed out. I, I know we talk about someone in the UFC attempting the Mayweather blueprint on being the villain and people paying mm-hmm. to see you lose. I think Colby has a better chance of anyone of doing that. Um, if he, cause he certainly has the skill to, to hold, to hold the belt. Um, he could do that. If he, if he beat Kamar Usman and he held that belt, it's like, who, who's going to beat him? Cause I favor him against everybody, but Kamaro in, in the welterweight division. Um, yeah, he, he can certainly just rile people up and get them angry and people will pay to see him lose. So when I think back to the, the, um, first Usman fight, there were the, like the reaction that I saw online was so vastly different from so many other much more spectacular knockouts in in the UFC, and that's because there were so many celebrities and comedians and a lot of really a lot of black entertainers that typically don't say anything about mixed martial arts, and they were reposting this image of of Usman breaking the MAGA jaw. That was wow. that was like a big deal. That that sort of that sort of hate that you can carry out there will translate into people giving you their credit card number. So he can be a star in that sense. Like if if he like he got black Twitter talking. Like every time now, every hmm. time Kobe 
pops up. Black Twitter, Black Twitter is talking, and Mastodog got a little taste of that as well this weekend. Um, so if you can if you can electrify people who normally don't watch the sport, then yeah, you you can end up becoming a star. And a lot of brothers ain't on to the UFC like that, <laughs> but a lot more have been since Magajaw. So uh, if we have more opportunities to see that. More more brothers will, will jump in, and I think my son agrees. Yeah. You know, if y'all heard that scream in the background. Respect. That's, that's black Twitter going after Colby, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> know it. Got my Liberty Thunder shirt on, you know. <laughs> Casey, is Colby Covington a draw? Um I he's a draw, but I don't think he's I I think he's it's far he's far away from being a superstar. Um, I, is, is the MAGA thing still a thing? Yup. Yep. After being in Florida, I can comfortably say yeah, them, them goofballs have been in my mentions. Yeah. God, I, thought, I, thought, I thought we were... Did you see the press conference before? Did you see the press conference? Like the, the people that spoke before the, the, the fighters came out? The, like the, the, the governor, governor and all that crap. Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. My Twitter mentions kind of took off for a bit, too. Yeah, stick to, it was like, stick so to I sports. A photo, I tweeted a photo of the lineup of like who was going to be there, and I didn't give my opinion one way or another. I was just like, this is going to be a different style of press conference, I guess. And the amount of arguments in my Twitter mentions. Let me, let me tell like the amount, the Lyft drivers in Florida love the governor of Florida. I know he's very polarizing. I don't know enough about the guy, but there are some things that they said that I was like, my God, man, like try to, if you're going to be racist, at least try to hide it. <laughs> don't just come out and say it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm in Florida. This, whatever. Like this is, it is what it is. But my God, the Lyft drivers themselves were like very vocal about it. So I can comfortably say, Casey, that gimmick will work forever. All right. <laughs> Well, Florida is the, Florida is the last place that me and Esther experienced just like straight up open racism. Not even like coded racism because everything's got a coded racism now. But it was yeah. just straight up open. Like, oh, okay. Oh man, we're I doing this, I don't we're doing this right this, now. <laughs> I don't want to say what certain individual certain individual uh, Lyft drivers and Uber drivers were saying, but my God, like me and Oscar were just like looking at each other, like, what is this guy saying right now? <laughs> <laughs> just just drop us just get us to our destination <laughs> like all right here's what here i'll say one it wasn't races or anything but like i took a lift in uber with like mike bond he was also in our, our lift ride because we we're all staying in like the same hotel area and we had to get to the uh I, I think it was the the media day and mike bond's like can i sit in the front to the lift driver and he's like yeah as long as you don't try kiss me and then we like went off to the media day i was like what the hell kind of what is he talking where did you get that from and mike was like okay i wasn't planning on it <laughs> in the very like mike bod phrasing of it it was very funny but <laughs> like that's the kind of lift drivers we were getting yeah i'd, I'd be very popular over there i'm sure <laughs> um <laughs> does he bolster himself? uh let me answer this question Did we answer his question? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I think so. Uh, fight fans will, I don't think it will be like an America versus thing. I will, I think it will be a dividing gimmick or stick in America, if that makes sense. I don't think everyone's just going to be, he's not going to become like the Anderson Silva of America where mm -hmm. like Brazilians just travel to wherever Anderson fights. I don't think that's what will, I don't think any US fan mm -hmm. fighter, US based fighter will be like that. But, 
Uh, Colby Covington's gimmick will forever divide the country. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What's a bigger fight, Colby versus Kamaru or Colby versus Masvidal? Colby versus Masvidal. Uh, wow. We haven't seen it yet. <sighs> I think it depends. I think if if, Jorge, if Colby gets the title, it would be interesting. <laughs> they give Masvidal another, another title shot after two straight. Hundred percent, hundred percent. They would. Why oh, would yeah. that would happen? I mean, that should have been the next season of tough. That that should have been. It should have been. It should have yeah. been. And no, then that would have been. There a should huge, be. There should be. Fight. There should be no seasons of tough. There That's in yeah. In a perfect. Oh, world. Yeah, this, yeah. Perfect world. <laughs> but we're not better, talking yeah. about a perfect world, Casey. We're talking about the ultimate fighting championship. <laughs> yeah. Far, far from perfection. The anyway. well, the perfectly apolitical UFC, but that's a, another oh, story. Okay. Um, I guess I'm a, you know we we're gonna have weeks to talk about Colby stuff and problematic I things agree. you've said. So um, I'm gonna go to the next question. <laughs> All right, uh, la la la. Here we go. We got. Um, we'll try to fly through these. Terrence Lever on the site. So rapid fire. Who fills who fills their belt first with red rubies, Valentina or Usman? Also, do they get a new belt after? Uh, Ant, what do you say? Uh, I say Valentina, uh, just because we we can't even see a path to victory for anyone else in in that division. Usman, at least Colby's there, and maybe he can do it. And he they had a close fight already. Um, yeah, and and, and uh, Leon Edwards is is fantastic fighter. There there are things that we haven't seen yet. As far as Usman is is concerned, Valentina is just smoking everybody without the slightest chance of them getting anything off. So she she fills it up first. Yeah. No competition as, on the horizon. As long as Valentina doesn't get injured and the UFC books her, yeah, she'll definitely fill that up faster. Um, do you guys do you do you agree that that Valentina at, at women's flyweight that's the biggest gap as far biggest gap between champion and the rest of the division. Yes, I agree. I've, I've, I, I've, I, I, yeah. Women's featherweight. No, no, exactly. No, women. I think flyweight. I think it's women's featherweight. I think we still. I mean, if Cyborg retired, then oh, I, oh I'm talking kind of worldwide. Sorry. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Because featherweight is women's featherweight is barely a division. Like you might have a yeah, division yeah, between yeah. every then, promotion. So it's kind of yeah, hard to count that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking Valent- about worldwide. Yeah. Val- like I think Valentina is astounding. Yeah. That I just don't. No, because she's not fought someone at flyweight that can test her. Like, as, man, I think that's that, kind of thing. Like, who's she gonna fight left? Yeah, like, but, but I think that's that th- says it all right there. Yeah, it's not because she's she's not fighting bums. No, I mean, no just gone dry. She's is, not. Is a, she's fighting yeah, very like, every serious person fighter. she's yeah. fought. Every person she's fought. No one can argue they deserve the title shot. No one can argue Andrade didn't deserve it. Like even Lauren Murphy after she, they both won a fire island. She was like, yep, Andrade probably deserves it, and I have no issue with that. She made her look like she didn't belong in a cage. It was unbelievable. 
I picked Andrade with the upset. I thought I thought Andrade was going to be per- a perfect foil. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not surprised Shevchenko won. I'm just shocked that she won so easily. Oh, <laughs> unreal. I don't. Unreal. I, I, I still don't. I still don't get it. <laughs> uh, also, I do want to answer this. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, Go on. Terrence's second half. Do they get a new belt? I believe they they have two plates on the side that they fill up with rubies. I I think it's twelve. So it's like six and six or something like that. No, what am I talking about? I think it's eight, 16, eight and eight because of octagon. Um, and then I think they start filling rubies in the centerpiece. From and my only knowledge of this is playing the UFC video game where uh, one of my champions <laughs> retired undefeated. And when I ran out of ruby space, that's just what they started putting it. Anyway, uh, why is Valentina disrespected when it comes to UFC women's champs? She's the only one who fought on fight night, was put at the bottom of three title fights this weekend. Also, Zhang was above her in the pound-for-pound pound rankings, or was it simply because the fights were meant to be in China? Uh, I believe the uh, I believe the original plan might have been uh, the women's fights were going to headline in Singapore. And if you're going to headline a car in Singapore, I don't normally heavier weight uh, headlines, but it, come on, like, Zhang Weili has to headline in Singapore. I get it. Um also, the the Chinese market is a massive market in anything, not just the UFC. There's a reason LeBron James has been very vocal about every single political movement and kind of walked the line on the Chinese situation with like the Houston Rockets owner. We don't have to get into that. Um, she was the only one who fought on a fight night. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, wasn't that fight night kind of lap thrown together last minute, Casey? That was a Liz Carmen card? Yeah, the... In like Uruguay, well, in the Uruguay, she also speaks fluent Spanish, so I get why she headlined that too. And it, and it was a rematch. Hello, whoever <laughs> was behind you. <laughs> anyway, I don't think uh, she's being disrespected. Uh, I think so. Um, a little bit, a little bit. I, I thought she should have been the co-main event for this pay-per-view, um, because of her dominance at the division. But um, it's the UFC's. It's it's not Valentina's problem. It's the UFC's problem that they haven't created a proper rivalry for Shevchenko. Right. Or um, yeah, that's all. And I, I know I know I know Dana was trying to push the whole let's have, let's have Wiley move up already. And it's like I was like what she's a one fifteen or anyway. Um, so uh, I don't know. Uh, slight disrespect, but also um, there's no there's no yeah she needs a she needs a rival and. Yeah. That's what we've all said yeah. when uh, Juliana Pena called out uh, Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes had not had that Chael Sonnen rival yet, and I think Juliana Pena, not Juliana Pena talks a lot. I think yeah. she's going to be able to sell that fight. Anyway, um, yeah. number three, do you feel like rematches are deserved if a champ loses and hasn't been dominant? So multiple title defenses. And do champs uh, deserve rematches if they haven't been a dominant champ? Depends on the type of loss. Um, I I think from like the way Whaley lost to Rose, no, that does not deserve an immediate rematch. Um, mm-hmm. Let I'm Rose the, I'm, move on and do something. I'm the opposite else. on that. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Sorry. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I I interrupted you. Sorry. Go on. Go on, sir. Oh no. No, I just I, I just think that um you know if you lose fair and square, you, then just work your way back up. And and if you had the belt before, you don't necessarily have to start at the back of the line. Get one more win. Uh, yeah. Get one more quality win and then be right back there. But I, I think the UFC is so quick to burn 
the the idea of rematches and you're ruining the potential for a lot of fighters. Like you think about think about Cody Garbrandt. He's probably the the clearest example of someone who well, did not benefit at all. Think about Max for, Holloway. <laughs> Yeah, Max Holloway. Yeah, another another good example too. Like, like man, you now now this guy has you, you have two losses behind the the champion with no clear route to get back there unless you give that that dreaded trilogy match that no one no one was really asking for. So you're just you're just burning up opportunities, man. Like, let them rematch the right way, like the way Henry Cejudo rematched Demetrius Johnson. Let let them rebuild. Let them let, let them expand on their skill sets, and then meet the champion if they if they still hold the belt. But Cejudo makes a was, lot more sense to me. Cejudo was a challenger. I'm trying to think of a champ that got whooped, and then well, yeah. got an immediate rematch. Yeah, like the Joanna got an immediate rematch right after yeah. Yeah. she got. Yeah. It. That, she had the. She was so dominant. Yeah, but she yeah she was so dominant that it's not too upsetting. Stepe got like, Stepe got immediate one. I mean, D- DC fought in between, but yeah, when Stepe lost, his very next fight was for the. Belt. It wasn't an immediate yeah. rematch, but Ronda got an immediate title shot when she returned. Obviously, yeah. Holly Holm lost. It was, was kind of like lost, it, so. yeah, so she fought didn't want to be a different person, but yeah. immediately yeah. came back to the title shot. Auto when. The auto Aldo lost to Connor and then fought for the interim title against Fra- Frankie. Frankie at 200. Yeah, and then and then he lost to Max and then came back to f- lose to Max again on short notice. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so I, I, yeah, think I, I don't like I, when they do that. It depends on how they lose. Also, I think it depends on the division. If like strawweight specific, I'm, like we're talking about right now, mm-hmm. I assume what he's talking about, like because it's like it's, it's just Waylee, Waylee situation. Yeah. I think uh, strawweight is oh, by <laughs> far the most. <laughs> you were frozen. Sorry, Jose. Oh, me? Oh, yeah. We can all agree. But you were frozen at a really good point, or you looked like you were thinking. You were like, <laughs> and strawweight. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I was yeah, we, were, we were just waiting. Like, oh, he's going to say something really good now. <laughs> we can all agree the women's strawweight division is by far the most stacked women's division in the UFC. It is kiss. so good. Just kiss. So I just think it's a different situation. Like if Valentina had lost her first title defense, we there was really no one next in line. So like I would agree, like, yeah, Valentina deserves the next shot. But like even Rose at the press conference, she's like, Joanna wants it. Um, and maybe the rematch. And Rose brought up, well, we should all we also have to see how Carlos Barza and Yan Zhao Nan play out. Because like they're both on a tear. Tatiana mm-hmm. Suarez is out there. Tisha Torres has looked pretty good lately. Marina Rodriguez just knocked out Amanda Hebos, the one everyone thought was going to be the next champ. And now, now that we lost Sanhagen and Dillashaw, uh, Michelle Watterson and, and um, Marina Rodriguez might headline that card. So like if Marina back to back finishes, like the division has to move on, and because it's so stacked, it is so stacked. So uh, also for all these saying it was a flash knockout, I can't remember. Who put it out there? And I apologize, I'm forgetting your username. Someone on Reddit like broke it down. Like she showed Whaley training in, I think it was Thailand with like a Muay Thai specialist, and she was learning like that hip. Um, like you know, when you like move out of the way of a leg kick and you like swivel your hips mm-hmm. a certain way so you can get back into like you you can keep it's like running in place so you can keep going. She did yeah, that a ton against Joanna, where she would like duck a leg, like she would move out of the way from a leg kick, but then rock her hips back and forth. Izzy does it a lot too, and mm-hmm. you could see it. Like he he pulled him next to each other. Like Rose started low, and when Whaley cocked her hips back and her face went forward, Rose just went up and slapped her. So it was per- it was game planning at its 
at its absolute perfection where she faked a kick. Whaley did what she normally does and hips back, face forward, and went right into a baseball bat. I don't think that was a flash knockout. I think Rose and Trevor Whitman game planned perfectly and knocked her dead. So I think Whaley needs one more fight before she gets another title shot. But but that's not like a type of knockout, a type of fight where you go 10 out of 10 times, Rose. No, no, I agree. Uh, Okay, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. 100 percent if if they run it back like who knows like we can all agree like the like whaley Joanna rose are probably the three best straw weights right now yeah oh, okay. Suarez is out there but like any of like i'm not gonna say no to a rematch because that fight is a high Dude, level martial arts competition. And don't don't forget jessica andrage <laughs> if she yeah. comes back down to 15 she can, yeah, she can just come back down and, and recap yeah, I mean, it, so, that's, yeah. that's yeah, craziness too i know oh dude i love straw weight Man. it's so good but yeah, but in terms of Wei Li, uh, I think w- as far as uh, a direct rematch, I think timing is really there. If there's if there's no more contender, and I feel with Joanna out there, I mean Joanna obviously needs to fight someone, get a win, maybe do a Joanna Wei Li rematch. That'd be crazy. Um, but um, the the fight I'm actually really really looking forward to is if Esparza um, wins, and I would love to see the oh, um, yeah. Rose. Um, Carla yes. rematch. That's well, that's problem, actually the fight I want to see the yeah. most. Just the problem know. with the problem with Joanna is with just that. what Ant was talking about. She's already 0-2 yeah. against Rose because they yeah, fought so back now, to back. Yeah, back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So it's now it's like, oh man, do we want to see that for a third time? And it and neither contest was very competitive. So Well, the third it, fight it, the second fight was close. The first fight she got knocked uh, unconscious. The second uh, fight was close. I this, the I, second I, fight I was I, everyone said for Rose, but it was it was a high level fight. It was it was yeah. definitive. It was uh, it was definitive Rose victory. So I, I agree. I, you know, I, I I'm really th- this is the exact problem with the with the immediate rematch for for a champion. But um, I'm I'm with Casey. I want to see Esparza uh, back up there, and and that would and that would actually be such a good fight. The for story, both of them. yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah. The story between them. They they fought for the the first strawweight title mm-hmm. and to see the growth in both of them since will be fantastic and yep. and and coming into that first title fight there the inaugural title fight it was all based around rose i mean you know the ufc yep. was like rose rose yep. rose rose oh yeah, crap she's the one that dana was saying was going to be like the next ronda i think yeah he, he, yeah yeah he they, they were they were all in mm-hmm. they were all in mm-hmm. cool cool great question do 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 let me look let me go to the comments real quick uh la 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 yeah like this is kind of a fun one. Oh, it's big i mean, from dalton s in the youtube comments am i the only one who wishes hamza would stop chasing big fights and just take another fight i mean they're prize fighters fight the biggest name you can is kind of the name of the game but it's a ufc i just want to yeah yeah personally jose young's i just want to see hamza fight I don't really care who he fights. I just want to see him get back in there. If it's a big name, awesome. If it's not, awesome. I just want to see the man fight because he was built up so much. And then for reasons out of his control, unfortunately, he hasn't been able to fight. I just want to see the guy fight. Don't care who it's against. Ant? Um, yeah, I just want to see him fight. But main thing, I just I want him to be healthy before uh, yeah. we really start thinking about him fighting. So I, 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 need, I need to know that he's healthy and then we can go into fight bookings. Yeah, I think we're. Yeah, I think it's Boom. so far away, right now. When, when did he say he thinks he's gonna be ready? He said the summer, but that was his. That's what he said. 
Yeah, and this is also the guy who was who was training uh, throughout COVID and coughing up blood. So, so. I, I'm not going to take his word for it. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's just let's let's just get him healthy and let's see what happens. <laughs> and he's got a warlord threatening him to not retire too. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's done. That. Uh, What's next for Jessica Andrade? The top three strawweights and Valentina being her. I feel like she's a big challenge for flyweight contenders, but she can never beat Valentina. Um, I don't think anyone beats Valentina. So right now, I think Andrade going back to strawweight would be very interesting. Um, she's one and one against Rose, so there's always a rubber match there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white, the Zhang, the white, the Zhang Wei fight was she lost fair and square, but that was she got caught and just got never recovered yeah. right away. Wouldn't hate that rematch either because that's a high level fight, and then. Joanna, I think the Andrade we see now is just a different Andrade that fought Joanna. I think she would fight a lot smarter than just rushing into a jab in a straight left or whatever it is. Um, I think strawweight would be the move, but the shortest path to the title is probably flyweight just because it's a little more shallow. And what do you say? Uh, I say money weight. You just fight there either division and wait for a spot to open up. So uh, she, she can she can smoke pretty much everyone uh, there except for the champions and in strawweight. Obviously, um, Joanna and um, and and uh, Wei Li Rose. might give her some work. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I I say money weight, man. Just 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 cash paychecks, and when the spot opens up, just fit into it, strawweight or flyweight. Casey. Ah, pretty much agree with uh, with Mr. O- what? what ah, I, I agree with with I agree with you, Mr. You Walker. Agree with Mr. Walker <laughs> yeah. Boom. Money weight. Fight a featherweight. F it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so, yeah. <laughs> just, just, I love to see a little chubby Andrade. Andrade just out there, just at at one forty five. Looking like a micro machine just charging. Yeah. It's like when BJ Fawliotto Machida at heavyweight. Who, who, yeah, who's the tallest featherweight? Yeah, let's have, let's have the tallest featherweight. Yeah, Me, Megan Anderson Reece, versus Reece Jessica Andrade. Anderson. Get a six yeah. foot tall. Yeah, we need, we need a good foot difference. That, that's, need some circus fights. Yeah. Megan Anderson's taller than all of us. She's yeah. very tall. Do you think Daniel Cormier made a mistake confronting Jake Paul this past Saturday? The more attention these brothers get, the more success they'll have. So annoying. Uh, talking. Uh, I don't think he made I mean, a mistake. Like someone, yeah. someone pops off at you, you're gonna say something back. Like and and Cormier is obviously um, for as buttoned up and professional as he can be. He's also kind of a hothead. So if you poke at him, he is going to fire back, and that's just his personality. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Um, but given the Paul's attention, I mean, it's clearly working. And and as I said before, if you are a sucker. If you are a mark, if you are someone who is easily swindled, there's a 99% chance that you are a combat sports fan. So here we are talking about the Paul brothers. Is DC a mark? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. He, he is he's a huge mark. So yeah, yeah, he he played right into that. It's not necessarily a mistake. I mean, the worst case scenario for him is that he gets a payday. Like uh, you know, if if big if. If he is allowed to, like, if Dana White is annoyed by Jake and Logan Paul enough, he just might let Cormier take one of them on in a boxing match. He just might, and he might get paid. Dana White would never, never let DC fight a boxing match because there is a 1% chance DC loses that. And can you just imagine 
if DC, but then, but he's let fighters like he's let fighters like uh, I remember Stefan Bonner was saying that Dana let gave him a release to like let him fight Tito in Bellator because he just hates Tito. Stephen you Bonner. know, if, we're talking Stefan Bonner. We're, we're, DC yeah, DC yeah. is a DC is basically the second outside of Rogan and um, Dana himself. DC is probably the the third biggest the, uh, yeah, public the, face for the UFC. Like the heir apparent to the yeah. being the face of the, of the UFC, yeah. So I, I, I get that, it that, 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 That's why I think there's just zero chance the UFC will greenlight it. Yeah, I don't that's, know. that's my thinking. Yeah, I mean he would he would absolutely annihilate Jake Paul for for the record. If anyone anyone is doubting that, so I'll just leave that. I'll let that statement stand. But did he make a mistake? doing it no. e- even giving him even giving him time like dude if if no. i go on twitter right now and call lebron a punk do you think lebron shows up at my driveway with a basketball and like all right let's do this i mean like i don't know like that, that's what basically yeah. dc's doing these oh you, you you call me you call me fat i'm gonna have to fight you now lebron's I mean, not a prize fighter yeah that's a, it's a totally different thing it's like you're, you're dealing with uh, when combat sports you're dealing with different sort of personality types and that fragile yeah, egos lebron james has <laughs> a lebron james has a lifetime contract worth a billion dollars with nike i think he's fine doesn't need it yeah yeah it's, also, it's like it's not like kobe like popping off at lebron on twitter like yeah. LeBron probably doesn't like LeBron James want. responding would be like the, his detriment. What's what's this equivalent to? I'm trying to think of a like different like what's the basketball I, equivalent to Jake Paul. This is the equivalent DC. of I, I'm, trying, I can't, I'm sure I can't, you remember. I'm sure I'm, I was I thinking of a hip hop example, but yeah. Well, I know you're gonna know what I'm talking about. Uh, Casey, do you know who Brian Scalabrini is? No. So Brian Scalabrini, yeah, you know who Brian Scalabrini is. Uh, the name oh, is familiar. So but he's the white mamba. Coming. He's the white mamba. He was a very tall, redheaded, goofy-looking yes. clown that played yeah, in the NBA for the Celtics, and he was just the goofiest guy. And he had kind of uh, um, he had like a cult following because if you saw him, you'd be like, no way, this guy plays in the NBA. He was like the twelfth man on like an NBA Celtics championship team. And so many people are like, oh, I could beat this bum. I'll beat this bum. And he goes, okay. And then he did a tournament. And if you beat him, he gave you a bunch of money. And if he beat you, all the money went to charity. He cooked everyone. Everyone that showed up, he just smoked. It wasn't even close. He gave him like five-point advantage. And he was like, he just smoked him. That's the equivalent I could think of. Because Brian Scalabrini has nothing to lose. He's like, whatever. I'm the 12th man in the NBA. If you beat me, you beat the 12th man, but you're not going to beat me. That's the only thing I could think of that has happened in the NBA where a like the worst player on a team welcomed all these people to come get the smoke and he cooked them all. I think of Jake yeah. to me like Jake Paul is like if he was like the MVP of like slam ball going like okay, now I want now I, I want to go this against you be, Giannis. <laughs> this this it's it's Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> this would be the equivalent of like I'm like do you remember when the Lions were like 0 and 16? And like Alabama was like just running train on everyone. Yeah. They're like, oh, could Alabama Crimson oh, Tide beat team? the Detroit yeah. Lions? I'm like, no, the Lions are grown men. <laughs> also, in college football, if you catch the ball and fall down, you're down. In the in the NFL, you get lit up if that happens. Yeah. Like it would never happen. But like, like, it like, will the, never like, happen. like the worst player in the Lions is still the best player in a college team. Well, pretty much, you know what I mean? Just about, yeah. Like, um, I'll give a hip hop example. You, Jose, you'll you'll appreciate this uh, on Jay Z's The Takeover. 
He had like all oh. these people popping shots at him. And the last line, you only get half a bar. F y'all talking about like guys like J.O. Felony, like J.O. Felony yeah, may yeah, be yeah, a good yeah. rapper. may have a couple hits, but you're not Jay-Z. You're not on that level. So True this story. is the, the same sort of thing right here. I agree. Also, I would like to add Jake Paul has some very serious accusations going against him oh, playing yeah. out in the media right now. So, uh, F that guy, if those are true, because those are horrendous. Let's get that sorted out before we even discuss the man having a fight against a high-level MMA fighter. Fair enough. Uh, well, we ran on time because we started a little late, so we gave, yeah, we, we, we started a little late, we ended a little late. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and we spent a half hour on that first question, so had to <laughs> wait, wait, right. pay it forward somehow. <laughs> Real quick, okay, fly through these. Quickies, perfect. MMG 2K20, so rapid fire. Just give me your first thought. Can you think of a quick, so it's more exciting main card than UFC 261? No fight went past the second round. So main card specifically, Ant, is this the greatest main card in UFC history? No, I'm agree with you. 189 is. Casey? It's the quickest. That's all I'll say. Quickest, good. 189 <laughs> is still the greatest because that was insane. Thoughts on Ariel conf- confirming that Tatiana Suarez oh. re-injured herself again and who is next for Rose? Ant. Uh, Carla Esparza, if she gets past uh, the young yeah. lady whose name I'm going to mess up the pronunciation yeah, of. Casey. And uh, Tatiana Suarez will never be the same again. Right. Everything Ant Walker said. Uh, winner Yan Nan versus Carla. I am absolutely heartbroken for Tatiana. If she was the never got hurt, she'd be the champ. Usman defended his belt two times since Colby last fought. Does anyone else not like the idea of Colby just waiting to be picked? Ant. I don't care too much. The only thing I don't like is that Leon Edwards is out in the cold, but at least he gets the big uh, Nate Diaz fight. Boom. Casey? Um, <clears throat> I I understand why Kobe didn't fight because the bigger money fight is there, and so I wish he had another fight. I wish we had a Kobe Wonder Boy or something like that, but we don't, yeah. so this is how it is. It is what it is. Their first fight absolutely ruled, and I think that the two best welterweights have no issue if this is the next fight. What are the chances the winner of Lean, Leon, <laughs> Leon versus Nate gets the title shot instead of Colby? Zero. And uh, big chance uh, if Leon goes out there and sparks Nate and becomes a star himself, or if Nate does the impossible, that is the next title fight, and Colby will be left out in the cold as if he had an interim belt all over again. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think Leon has a shot, or Lean has a shot. If Nate does win. <laughs> Um, actually, I, I do think there is a chance. It's going to be a price thing. Whoever, whoever, ta- whoever will fight Kamara for cheaper, Kobe or Nate, I think. Nah, winner fights Masvidal. Uh, okay. By the oh, way, wait, I just it, it, real so. quick, people hate Nate Diaz for not fighting, not fighting, and then he takes the fight that everyone thinks he's going to lose. So why don't we give props to Nate Diaz for taking being taken a fight that's freaking very 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 tough everyone like craps on him you know but five like, rounds too yeah this so is, ex- yeah. And I, i've said this a few times on like between on like between the links and uh preview shows and stuff i'm so happy this is five rounds because i like nate diaz and i like leon edwards um no none of us know how the Maswell diaz fight would have ended if the cut didn't happen i think we all agree that Maswell still probably would have won but the fact that that is even an argument or like if it's a three-round fight, like say Nate loses a three-round fight, he goes, oh, well, if you had rounds four and five, he would have won. Five rounds settles it. There's no argument if he loses a five-round fight. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, I still think the winner fights Masvidal. <laughs> By the way, just notice Jose looks a lot like soccer player called Manuel Lanzini. Please Google him. 
I have absolutely no idea who that is. Someone tell me in the comments if that's a good thing. <laughs> freaks. Anyway, freaks. Super League. Are we closing out, Casey? Yeah. You know, I hear the music, you know, so that's a wrap. And you know the drill. What you want to say before we close out this episode of the A-Side? So I just want to say that uh, I appreciate being on yet again, and I probably will not be back for quite some time because <laughs> this second baby is coming, and my life is about to be completely overrun by babies. So uh, it is what it is. Love and peace. Check out the Walkout Network. Uh, see my weekly podcast, Unleash, and uh, follow me on Twitter, Kung Fu Bao. Let's get it. Ooh, got him. Casey, what you got to say? Ant Walker, stop making humans. Come over to my dojo and get these bows. Uh, well, actually, Casey, I enjoy practicing making humans. So, uh, oh, jeez. Oh, him. hey, 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 hey. You yeah, no risque here. Oh. Hey. My wife was Knock that hat off. You just. <laughs> Congratulations on the on the on the practice from every man. <laughs> Congratulations. Anyway, no Demon Slayer questions. I'm disappointed. Oh, Everyone dude, go see. I, I, I started watching Demon Slayer. Dude, isn't it so good? I'm two uh two two episodes in. I, I love it's it. I, I'm digging. It. I so dig it. Here's the thing, because people, thank you for not. No one tweeting me spoilers. I finally saw the movie. Uh, I literally landed and went to go see it. Fantastic. You don't really need to see it. They do a really good job of setting the backstage. If you don't like cliche anime tropes like Naruto, One Piece, DBZ, Dragon Ball, all that stuff, don't watch it. Art is second to none. The lore is great. Go watch it, and then we can chat. Next week, I expect only Demon Slayer questions. All right. Peace and love. Oh, and there's a, there's a guy that asked a Mortal Kombat question on Twitter. Oh, there was. Oh, I, I saw the movie. Uh, the movie was so yeah. fun. <laughs> that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Dude, I, it I did. I did. I did see this. We're, so I had that bad. too. It's Crap. So bad. That movie was it's so bad. But it I ruined. It. I'm like, I watched that movie was so bad. But I watched it for the same reason I watched Scorpion King. It's just a silly goose time, and people are getting killed up with crazy magic, and that's that is exactly what I got. Oh, I can't. I was trying to find that question. I lost it too. Yeah. So here's the yeah. thing. So John Jones. John time, Jones is Jax, right? <laughs> if you had a silly goose time. Uh, watching Trilla, you're gonna have a silly goose time watching Mortal Kombat because that was the same entertainment I got, just tomfoolery and ridiculousness all around. Human being got cut in half with a hat. See you next week. Pairs good with edibles. Ooh, oh, ooh yeah, smart man, smart man. <laughs> That's a all positive right. message for the kids as we fade out. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.